better. We didn't get down by 20 last night. Still lost. So we got to talk about it. Check me on the next side of this. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Raptors Flex Plus. I Yo, I hit that crowd applause way too early, way too early, yo. But I am your host, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yo, like I said in the opener, yo, man, Raptors lost again. We didn't get down by 20, but um, still lost the game, man. Still lost the game. But you want to know what? I want to start with something positive today, right? I am going to unveil, or unveil, if that's the right word, the first piece of Raptors Flex merch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are fresh, good to go. Fresh, 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 fresh. And um, yeah, I just want to thank everybody that is currently subscribed to the channel, has been supporting the channel. And um, hold up. We are going to have. Hold on, stick with me. We are going to have a giveaway. For one of these joints, you feel me? One of these joints, the official Raptors Flex Toque. The official Raptors Flex Toque. But here's the thing. Before we go and do that, let's get 50 subs, man. Let's get 50 subs. So I want to encourage everybody that's out there that is supporting me to please share like the videos, right? Because the, what, when you like the videos, it ups the algorithm. It gets out to more people that are watching Toronto Raptors content. And yeah, man, help your brother out, man. Because yo, like I, I'm trying to do this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like real talk. I'm trying to do this thing. And I'm enjoying it. And I'm having myself a great time. And at some point, I'm going to start figuring out, figuring out how I can scale some of these merch products. But these are the first original joints, right? So we also got the white joint. Woo! For the toque. And then we got the white one like I'm wearing, y'all. So these are 47 brandy. Eh? Not no cheap things, Bredjin, right? So the original joints will be the 47 brand, and then we'll figure out how to scale it out from there, but, and, you know, get a merch store going at some point. But first, we are going to be giving away the toques um, once we get to 50 subscribers. So thank you. Give yourselves a round of applause. I appreciate everybody that's been here so far from zero to 31. Appreciate you. Okay, so that's the good news. It only goes down from here, folks. 
<laughs> it only goes down from here, but not really, okay? Not really, right? Like the last episode 31, I, I really just had to just bear it and let it out, man, because I don't like the performance on the floor, man. I don't like the performance on the floor for the most part. And like, you know, it's been extremely inconsistent. And there are areas of this team that are just going to look different at some point very soon, right? That's going to happen, man. But what I wanted to see again, right? Because what I was also saying was changes may not come in December. From what we've been talking about in other episodes, I did the research. Changes don't generally happen. Like big trades, they don't generally happen in December unless it's a disgruntled star or something along those lines, right? Like a James Harden like we saw in November, early December, right? That doesn't generally happen. Or sorry, that was October. Oh, my God. that We're in December now. The James Harden trade was in October, early November, somewhere around there, right? That's, generally, you don't see that type of stuff, right? Sometimes it may happen in January. You may see a trade or two, but most of the trade work is going to happen in February. So until that time, like obviously this doesn't get out to the Toronto Raptors. Maybe it does, but what I wanted to see was someone be able to pick up the leadership role on this team, look your team in the eye, and let them know I pop, right? galvanize the squad yo galvanize the squad stop getting down 20 in every single game so i know it sounded like a joke thing at the beginning of um of the episode today when i was laying it out but like real talk you cannot get down 20 every game you cannot and the raptors did a really good job keeping things tight pause keeping things tight last night against the Knicks, right? And it's so crazy that we're even at this point, that we are even at this point where we feel like it's a win for us or like a step in the right direction just to have some close games, like generally for like, you know, the 48 minutes where it's not this big comeback effort. Like that is where we are as a Raptors franchise. That is where we are as a Raptors franchise. But the worst part about it is that is literally only one game. Only one game, man. So, yes, I'm going to give them their flowers for, you know, keeping it close and making it a game that was enjoyable to watch because it was a good basketball game, despite the fact that I'm the type of guy where I like to see a lot of defense. You know, I don't know if it's just me just watching basketball in the 90s and the early 2000s. I like slugfests. I like games where you got to fight tooth and nail to try to go and get a W. That's what I like, right? So when I see the score is like 78, 76 with like nine or like six minutes left in the third quarter, that reminds me of days where, like, that was the final score in a full basketball game, yo. Times have definitely changed in the NBA. But, yo, we put up 130 points and lost. <laughs> it's getting crazy, man. It's getting comical. It is getting comical in terms of all the things that we see on a daily basis from this Raptors team, man. Daily basis. 
you know? And not that it had to do with anything, but I was thinking about it earlier too. I'm like, yo, how awkward was it probably for like Darko Ryakovich to walk into MSG yesterday? Knowing that the Knicks are suing you, guy. Because, yo, James Dolan owns MSG. He owns the building. <laughs> so you're walking into this man's building to go play ball. Where, basically, this guy has you named in a lawsuit. How awkward is that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't have anything to do with anything. But, like, these are the times in Raptorland, y'all. These are the times. Right? We happy, or not happy, but like, it's nice to see that we can play a competitive game for 48 minutes. It's nice to see that like, we can put up some points in the offense, you know? But like, bro, we lost putting up 130. And I was trying to figure this out, man, because I'm like, yo, what's going on with the Knicks? Like, is this normal for them? Right. And they said it at like the beginning of the broadcast or whatever. Like, this is the first time since 1985 that the Knicks had back to back games where they gave up 130 plus points since February 1985. And guess what the Knicks did last night again? Gave another 130. So, like, I don't know, man. This is insane for a Tom Thibodeau team. Right. But I also see the Knicks like pushing the ball a lot too. More than normal, like the Knicks don't generally like do that. You know what I'm saying? They have historically been the type of team that kind of hangs their hat on their defense. They play they play grind out basketball. Like that has generally been what the Knicks have been under Tom Thibodeau. So to see them like pushing the ball like that, they're one of the higher offensive efficiency teams in the league they're number 11 at offensive efficiency but i was like yo maybe this team is the type of team that pushed the pace this year maybe tom timido is turning over another leaf but like truth be told they're still number 27 in pace so it's not like they're pushing the ball like this on a regular basis but maybe over the course of these last three games maybe this is something that they're trying to try out a little bit and i don't know maybe that worked in our favor last night a little bit but we didn't do a good job defending it, yo. Too many times I see R.J. Barrett getting down the court before our defense is settled, before that, before we can find a proper defender and he finishes. Or Josh Hart, or Grimes, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell is happening with our defense, man? I'm concerned for the defense. And I thought that that was one part of this team that would be something that we wouldn't have to worry about on a regular basis early in the season. All right, let me take a sip of my water here real quick. Like I said, I've been under the weather recently and I'm now starting to feel a little bit better. Boy, I got I to gotta still keep hydrated properly. You know what I mean? So anyways, yeah. So the Knicks gave another 130 to us. Like, yo, the Raptors are 0-7 in the Atlantic Division. 0-7 in the Atlantic Division. 
Now, I get it. The Atlantic is nice, okay? We got Boston in there. You got Philly in there. Those are two championship contender type teams, all right? Let's call it what it is. You got the Knicks in there who they reached the second round of playoffs. I think it was last year or maybe the year before. You can't really remember. But either way, they've been in the mix. And you got Brooklyn in there that after they made the trade for uh, Mikael Bridges in them, sending KD in them away, <clears throat> that team just feels like, like they have something that if you plug a star in there somewhere, like another star, like similar to like what the Raptors had when before we got Kawhi Leonard, that team could be a real type of champion. No, I don't want to say championship contender, but a contender. And then you have the Raptors, where we just cannot seem to figure things out, man. It's like we make gains in one area, and then we take like a major step back in another area. And then we make gains in another area, and then we take a step back in an area that was previously working. It is all over the map. All over the map. You know, like, I just, I just cannot put my finger on it, man. I, I don't want to come on here bashing the coach again, man. I did that last episode, man, because it needed to be said. But, like, at this point, we have who we have. We have who we have. We have to go to war with who we have. Because that is who we have, and there's nobody that's coming to save us right now. It's not happening. There's no big trade happening in December to come save us, yo. That draft pick that we owe to the Spurs? I don't even think I want to be that bad where it lands in the top six where we're able to keep that pick, yo. I'm not with all the tanking stuff, like not on purpose, you know what I'm saying? Not on purpose. But if we're being real about what this team is, which we have been, you know, I think like Masai, I wonder what is going through his head, man, when he watches these games, yo. I really wonder what he's thinking. Because I think they were convicted that this team could contend for a playoff spot. Even more so than me. Like, I thought that was the ceiling for the team, right? Ceiling. Like, best case scenario, you end up the sixth seed. I said fifth seed, maybe. But really, it was like, best case scenario, you end up the sixth seed. We are literally half a game out of the play-in. And we've lost four straight. We've been half a game out of the play, and it seems like for a week. And the Hawks are right in front of us at number 10. And they want, like, the, the trade rumors you're hearing from them is they want to go get Pascal Siakam. For what, bro? Y'all not that much better than us right now. Sure, you can add Pascal in there. That'll make your team better. But, like, where are you going? So that could possibly be another opportunity missed 
for the Raptors front office because the Hawks may say, yo, you want to know what? Even with a Pascal Siakam right now, we're probably not like it. <laughs> we're not a championship contender the way that they're playing. Now, I don't follow the Hawks, man. I, I don't know if they're losing all their games by one, two, you know, where they're getting down 20 like us. I'm not really sure what their team profile looks like in terms of their wins and their losses and, and, and the context around them. I don't know. But, like, the wins and losses say enough for me. Like, we've been a half a game behind y'all for a week. For a damn week. Like, I got to check this real quick, man. I got to check this real quick. Okay? Because they must be losing just as much as us, yo. Oh, exactly. It. They've lost four straight, and we've lost four straight. Like I said, it feels like we've been half a game out of 10 for a week. And it's a fact we have. My God, man. My God. And I don't think the Raptors played a bad game last night. Again, like... <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. I'm still trying to get over this cold, man. Um, Julius Randle was just going off on us. And I wasn't mad at the defense, the way that the defense was playing on Julius Randle. Because I feel like we have really good one-on-one -on -one defenders. But Randle's just stronger. And when he creates just a little bit of space, it looks like a difficult shot. But it's, a, but it's enough space for him where he feels comfortable shooting those shots. Those little followaways and stuff. I'm not so mad when I see a game like that where the other team's best player is just hitting tough shots. Sometimes that's going to happen, yo. The other team's player, the best player is just hitting tough shots. But the part that bothers me again is where I see um, Barrett making it down the court before our defense can settle. Jalen Brunson making it down the, um, the court before our team could settle. Josh Hart making it down the court before our teams can settle. And the three-point shooting, like, yo, man, defensively, y'all, defensively, I just cannot understand. The Knicks shot 58.6% from three yesterday. 58.6. I was saying this a while back, and now it's like, okay, all the people are talking about it on the broadcast and all that. No, but I even talked to some mans on Twitter, right? I was going back and forth with some dudes that, you know, they're kind of known a little bit. But I was saying, I'm like, yo, man, I feel y'all. This roster is going to change over and all that. But, yo, in the meantime, this Raptors squad needs to play better defensively on the three. This was like maybe two weeks ago I was saying this. Like, we just give up way too many open threes. <clears throat> the Knicks went off on us in the first game, bro. DiVincenzo, I think, went seven for nine in the first game when we, when we were at home on the OVO night, yo. And now you go and give up a 58.6% last night to the Knicks shooting threes? Come on, man. Like, yo, this it needs to be better with a team with all this type of length and athleticism. <laughs> 
length and athleticism. Y'all can't defend a three better than this. I don't know if it's a X's and O's or if it's an effort thing. But, like, we've seen these players defend much better than this under Nick Nurse. And you can't tell me that Fred Van Fleet makes all the difference now on our defense where we lose Fred Van Fleet and now we're just falling apart, it seems, on defense. Respectfully to Fred Van Fleet, but nah. Nah, bro. That ain't it. So y'all tell me, because I've been calling out Darko. I said I didn't want to do it today. <laughs> but yo, I've been saying Darko. Like, I don't know. Yeah. We're not doing well in that category. I'll just keep it at that. And the Knicks also shot 60% from the floor. <laughs> 60%, man. God. And they didn't have a good night shooting from the free throw line either. They were only at 65%. But at one point in the fourth quarter, they, they showed a graphic, and we were shooting 58.8% from the free throw line at some point in the fourth quarter, dog. Yo, man. It's hard for me to come on here and do these analysis because it's the same thing every night, bro. It's the same thing every night. So what I'm supposed to do, come up here and talk to you for an hour about the same shit day in and day out? I mean, I am. <laughs> but still, man, come on. That's whack. That's whack, man. OG Ananobi's our best three-point shooter on the team. <laughs> right? Now, how did that happen? Because when we drafted him, he was not a three-point shooter. So, obviously, he put in the work to make that happen. But what happened to the rest of the mandem, yo? Pascal is having a historically... Bad three-point shooting season by percentage this year at like 21%. The only time Pascal has ever shot worse in his career from three-point range is in his rookie season, y'all. His rookie season. I'm starting to think that um, this is not a system issue with Pascal Siakam. This isn't Pascal Siakam still feeling uncomfortable in the system, so he's not shooting the three very well. This is literally Pascal is in his head about something, y'all. In his head about something at the three-point line. And I don't know what it is. Right? I don't know what it is. But, like... Man, shoot, I had it here. Did I lose this damn thing? Oh, here it is right here, right? His attempts are the same, right? Last year, he shot four attempts per game. And his three-point percentage 
was not great. It was 32.4. The year before, he shot 3.2 three-point attempts per game, and he was around 30. He was at 34.4%, right? So in the last two seasons prior to this season, you're in the low 30s, right? Shooting the same amount of attempts, basically, right? Because this year, you're at 21.2% on 3.7 attempts from three. So you're getting the shots. They're there for you. You're taking the same shots. So for the people that are saying, like, yo, Pascal just needs to keep taking them or, you know what I mean, stuff. He's taking the shots. He's not doing anything different than what he was doing before in terms of the three-point line. The only difference is not hitting them, bro. <laughs> That's the only difference. Maybe he should have been working with OG Ananobi in the offseason on a three. Now, that's a real jerk thing for me to say because I don't really like know what people do in their offseason, yo. You might want to spend time with your family. The NBA season is grueling. It's difficult. You don't really have a chance to be around family like that. Like, yo, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. But for the best of the best, in any professional sport, right, The lifespan, I don't want to say lifespan, the career averages of NBA players and NFL players, they're pretty low. <laughs> I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think last time I searched something like this, it was like four seasons or something like that. Let's look it up right now. Um, average career NBA player. 4.5 years, right? Just like I said. So you could either be out of here in 4.5 years. That's the average, mind you. You could be out of here much sooner than that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could be out of here. Or the great players, they sacrifice for that 15 years. The greatest of the greatest, you're talking about the Tom Brady's. The LeBron Jameses of the world. They're talking 20, 20 years plus now. So, like, the bar has been keep being raised. Not to say that, that there wasn't great players like, you know, the Carl Malones and stuff like back in the day. Maybe that's not the best, best person to use. But I know he played a long time, right? <laughs> and um, I think he was, like, second in points at, at one point, right? Or third in points now. I think, I think it goes LeBron James... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carmelo. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is the sacrifice that you need to put in, right? It doesn't just lend itself to the NBA season. It's in the off season. It's when, you know, the, the lights are not in the gym. You have one light on in the gym. Grind time, man. To make something for yourself, you want to be great. Now, I'm not saying that Pascal needs to do that. I'm taking this way far. But, like, bro... Your three-point shooting has gone down. So, like, I, I don't know. Is this something that you worked on in the summer? Because it's pretty bad. Scotty Barnes has gotten better shooting the three. OG Anobi has gotten better shooting the three. Gary Trent Jr., I think he's just an inconsistent player. Right? He, he will be a pro in this league. 
he gets on the right team. I'm not saying we should get rid of him. <laughs> I'm just saying changes are changes are inevitable. Changes are inevitable, man. You know? But yeah, yo, like we had an opportunity to win this game against the Knicks. We had an opportunity, you know. But then what happens is is like there are times in the game that are just critical critical that you just can't allow and at some point the raptors are gonna have to figure out how to like eliminate these critical errors um that we see on a daily basis where a team goes on a run at like the wrong time for the raptors right and last night like it was in the fourth quarter they they went on a 7-0 run the knicks i think there was about um like six and a half minutes left or something like that. Something like that, right? But like, you can't just give up the 7-0 run because after that, you never took the lead again. Like that was that. Fourth quarter, game tied. Boom, 7-0 run, punching your mouth. You're staggering, trying to get your breath back and all type of stuff. But like, yo, you know, your eye is fat now. You're still you're you're still fighting. You're still playing hard, but what happens is when you get in the later rounds, and you catch that jab square, or it might just be like the one-two combo, pop pop. That's that, and you're out. And that's what happened, man. That's what happened last night, yo. The Raptors were fighting, and like yo, I feel like Matt Devlin be trolling, dog, trolling, yo. With like 10 seconds left in the game, the Knicks got the ball, the Knicks are up five, and this guy just keeps saying, like, there may be a chance here, Jack, it's a two-possession game. <laughs> like, guy, it's over, dog. It's over. Stop trolling me. God. I don't know, man. I'm scarred, bro. I'm scarred, man. I'm scarred, man. Like, I don't think this team has it to turn it around. I don't think they have it, yo. And even if they do, like, changes are inevitable. I'm going to just keep saying that for the next month and a half till something happens. Because it's coming. It's coming. And I thought the bench played well tonight at Spurts. You know, Malachi Flynn had a good game, I thought. I thought Precious Achua played well at times. Chris Boucher had his times. You know, I, th I thought it was a good team effort for the most part. But then when I, like, sat back and looked at it, I'm like, yeah, our bench played well. But the Knicks bench played even better. And Emmanuel quickly didn't even play. In the first game, their their bench was plus 17. The first game at Toronto. In the second game, here in New York, or not here in New York, there in New York, plus 19 for the Knicks. Plus 19, yo. So, like, in two games, they're basically plus 36 off the bench against us. 
plus 36 for them. We are minus 36 in two games against the Knicks off the bench. So that's four straight losses for the Raptors, man. Four straight. Like, is it really even a silver lining that we're half a game out the plane? I guess, sure. You know, you get yourself into the plane, you never know what could happen. I guess you're just setting yourself up for a first-round knockout sweep or gentleman sweep against Boston, Milwaukee, or Philly. If somehow Orlando can finish first. Now, I've been saying Orlando's a different team this year, but that's not a team with a with any playoff experience. I'll go against them any day in the playoffs. They don't have the experience. I remember, we remember as Raptors fans back in our early days, like our first two appearances in 2013-2014, we got bounced out in the first round when having the better record. Why? Because we didn't have any experience. And then in that third year, where we finally broke through in the first round after many, 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 many years since the Vince Carter years, like, that was a seven-game series with the Pacers. And then another seven-game series with the Heat. And then that was the beginning of just, like, the LeBron just slapping us up there. But nevertheless, man, I mean, sure, get yourself on a plane. Get this draft pick thing done and over with. Give it to the Spurs. At some point, we will make a trade on our end because we have some high-end talent that I believe should return back a first-round pick. I'd love to get into next year's draft, right, so that we can start building around Scotty Barnes immediately because the, the, the latest report from Sham says Scotty Barnes is untouchable. Which we knew already, but thanks, Shams. <laughs> thanks for the report. Yo, that's that's some high-level reporting right there. No disrespect, but I'm just saying. We knew that. So, yeah, that's basically what, what we got going on here, man. Well, you know the joke? You know the joke here. Our next two games are at home on Wednesday. And Friday against the Atlanta Hawks, yo. Somebody's losing streak is going to be broken, fam. And, hey, it may just end up that we are half a game back of Atlanta after those games are said and done, yo. Crazy, bro. Crazy. Or maybe Atlanta plays tonight. Today's Tuesday. So let's see. Let's check the schedule for the NBA. Real quick, real quick. right. Mm, nah, the Hawks aren't even playing tonight. So, yeah, after Wednesday and Friday, we could very well just be half a game back of the Hawks. Nothing changes. A win streak, a losing streak may be broken. At least it's not like Detroit or San Antonio. But here's the thing. I don't even want to get into this because now I'm getting cheesed. The fact that I even just thought about it, bro. The fact that I even just thought about it, I'm getting cheesed, y'all. If you don't be careful with these losing streaks, you may find yourself where things are just spiraling way out of control. And the day, my God, you all know what? I'm not even going there. 
I'm not even going there because I'm getting cheese just thinking about it, y'all. Y'all know where I was going with that. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's not happening. No, bro. No, no, no. So, yeah, man. Um, You know, good fight by the Raptors. They came up short. If they really want to show me something, go and beat the Hawks twice in our gym. Straight up. Straight up. Because I'm not even getting mad anymore for the most part in these games. I'm just like, damn. Well, hey. <laughs> hey. Right? After we lost to the Hornets, I was like, what do I got to lose now? Like, we just lost to the bottom of the barrel almost. You know? And then I think Charlotte just went and beat Atlanta, like, yesterday, too. So, I don't know. Maybe they're on the come up somehow. But, um... Yeah, man. I mean, go win these two games. I wasn't even mad at this game um, against the Knicks. For the most part, again, I thought that we fought. I thought we played pretty good defense on Julius Randle. But my issue was that we weren't making it down the court. We weren't, we weren't paying enough attention on defense to the three-point shooters. And when opportunity knocked, where there was an opportunity to go and win the game late, the Knicks punched us in the face. That's what happened. So anyways, man, if you made it to the end of this video, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Don't forget to like, share, and sub, and once we get up to about 50 subs, man, I'm going to give one of these bad boys away. Right? This is the official Raptors Flex Toque or Beanie if you're in the U.S. But we say Toque in Canada, fam. So, yeah, man. Um, let's keep building together, man. I truly, 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 truly do appreciate everybody. And we have, I may have a special episode coming up very soon. I'm trying to get it going for next week. I won't say any more on it until I, I, there's some more organizing that I got to do in order to make it become fruition. But um, keep on the lookout for that. You'll know when it pops, all right? So anyways, you know the flex. It's me, guys, and I'm out.